Oh, first of all, I mean, it's cool that you're, you know, you're like being creative, Nick, but, you know, I don't even really understand, like, you know, what the point of your podcast is. It seems like you're just talking about random stuff and talking about, like, you know, what friendship is and how we can make decisions and stuff, and you're telling these stories from when you were younger, but, you know, I really just don't understand it, you know. Uh, maybe if I believed in it, then, you know, maybe I would listen to it, you know. Um, you know, because if, 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 if it don't really make sense to me, then, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I mean, so what, I didn't finish high school. I'm, I'm still smart, you know what I mean? If I don't understand it, then it probably just really doesn't make sense, you know. Um, you're talking about, like, you know, medica meditation and, and chakras and and I don't even know what none of that is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, where's the weed at? You know what I mean? Don't you? I thought you were smoking. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you're just all like zinned out and you're trying to like, you know, you think you just think that you're like above everybody. I don't know. Like, you think that you have all the answers and, you know, everybody else is lost. I mean, forget you, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here getting mine, man. I got to grind. I don't really have time to sit here. You know, I got DVDs to sell. You know what I mean? I got, I got, I got you know, things to think about, you know? I can't really just sit around and talk about stuff that I don't really understand all day, you know what I mean? And I don't really like to read, you know what I mean? I, I'd just rather, like, you know, you know, watch videos or something. So, I mean, this podcast thing that you're doing while I'm in here, you know, I just came downstairs to just see what's up with you, but it seems like you're always doing something, something, something extra, you know? You don't do what regular people do. Like, you're kind of weird. You're kind of eccentric, you know? You're not like a regular guy from here, you know what I mean? I don't even know if you're, like, really from Atlanta. You're probably, like, from, like, Oklahoma or something, you know what I mean? But, uh, anyway, I mean, you can continue because the story is kind of interesting and, uh, stuff you're talking about. But, uh, I'll chime in, you know, if I feel necessary, you know what I'm saying? That's why they call me Logic, bro. You know what I mean? Because I be peeping stuff that you be saying. You know what I'm saying? I got that knowledge, bro. Yeah. Big Franklin Method. Big Franklin Method. Big Franklin Method. still bring in $500 a week because if you think about it like think of the average person that sells weed you know it sounds tight in certain genres that you are a trapper but even in the genres where it sound sounded tight that you were a weed dealer or a drug dealer or you're a trapper it's even becoming oversaturated in that market to say that now what else is dudes gonna do you know what i'm saying oh you got busting checks but you know still you screaming you busting checks you know you're gonna do some time just like you mean you got a lower chance of moving under the radar and being a drug dealer if there's less competition if unless you got um people um who just want to go out there and just like sell weed to say they just been saying selling weed you know what I mean like if you if you went out and bust checks and you say oh I bust checks I bust checks in a rap or just so you do it just so you can rap about it or that's genuinely how you get money like oh how do you get money because you know you got a lot of people that be like I ain't no nine to five type dude you know gotta be hustling I mean you gotta put yourself in a position to where 
you can succeed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to understand the way money works in this country. Like, you getting money under the table is not the move. Like, you can get money how you need to get money and structure it as a business as long as you do it. Well, you sell weed, man, come, you, you already marketing. You already, you know, posting. You already jugging. You got a um, CRM. You know what I'm saying? The client relationship management tool, you know, where you keep a database of your customers and you might hit them up on text messages. I mean, why you can't do something, do in the same thing that's legal and make you more money? And you know what I'm saying? You can really get rich. Like, why? No matter what your record is, why not do something like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's not tight to, to rap and be a trapper. Everybody does that. So, what you about to talk about that's different than the next rapper trapper? Because everybody that do that in the hood, just in the hood, man, when you when you in that element, you know what I'm saying? Before you make it out, you are in the same kind of storyline as everybody else. Like, you know, you got the people that's trying to make it, that's trying to hustle, that's, um, you know, you got the, the guy who doesn't have kids, he got the good job that make a lot of money an hour you know what I'm saying you got the the guy with kids with the nine to five and his wife got a nine to five and they pay or his girl baby mama got a nine to five and they put the kid in daycare you got I mean you got so many situations like oh uh, baby dad is locked up single mom daycare mom watches the baby I mean the, in the in the hood I mean and even in other elements like in other genres and in other you know social areas you know in in based on you know different demographics like race gender like you know it's still common situations that happen socially but there are specific things that happen to a certain class moses Leonard, duke johnny josh pierre luda joe and myself um, some of these people weren't directly in my crew when we were kids. However, uh, all of them as well as other characters are going to come into contact because some other characters that are not main characters in my story are older brothers of some of the characters, cousins, people around the neighborhood who have some significance to the stories that we're telling. And uh, we start off, we have Moses. Moses uh, is four years older than me, tall guy, uh, super skinny. Had an infamous relationship with a girl named Kiana in the neighborhood. And Kiana has four sisters in addition to herself. Uh, Moses also has a brother named Gunn and a half-brother named Duke, who was born out of wedlock. And that'll come into play. Um, Raynard, my homeboy since six years old, two years older than me, has an older brother named Maurice. Uh, both of them are originally from College Park and started coming to Ben Hill on the weekends when we were kids. Um, there's Duke, half-brother of Moses. And funny guy, goofy, kind of slow, one of the only people... In addition to me and Luda and Johnny who finished their diploma in the whole entire neighborhood. Like he's like one of five or six people in the whole neighborhood who actually has a high school diploma. Um, Josh, youngest guy out of the crew, played football, good kid, younger brother to one of the OGs in the neighborhood named Runcy. Uh, Pierre 
weird eccentric guy used to work at KFC uh, really goofy had a retarded dog that one of those Siberian Huskies and it was slow you know they say dogs are just like the owners uh, Pierre has a younger sister named Portia who was uh, what we call community property meaning that a lot of people in the neighborhood have sampled her and utilized her for their own pleasure if you know what I mean um, we have my friend Luda who used to look like Ludacris doesn't look like him anymore uh, short guy and uh, he is obsessed with Air Max 95s worked at Kroger with me uh, amazing artist and uh, overall goofy guy and then there's Johnny, and Johnny is Luda's best friend. Uh, used to live in the neighborhood, but frequents the neighborhood constantly. They moved out, they got a settlement, and um, he was just propelled into the guy who always had a job as a kid. He was a manager of a food stand at Six Flags when we were younger, and he's always had multiple cars. And then we have Joe. Uh, Joe is not necessarily a big part of the early stories but becomes a part of the later stories after I returned from New York we've always known him and we used to play basketball in front of his house but we really only dealt with his younger brother Randall uh, but these are the main characters uh, other characters include Dante, Q, Bruce uh, as I mentioned before Gun, Runtsy, uh, a guy named Shaw who's um, important is another guy named Kanai aka Migo neighborhood drug dealer that was killed uh, we'll talk about a lot of different things of how the music influenced Atlanta the drug culture influenced Atlanta and the migration from New Orleans to Atlanta in result of Katrina and how that changed the entire dynamic of Atlanta, including T.I. getting arrested, rappers getting shot, uh, and shot at. Uh, it's, it's a very intense journey through Southwest Atlanta and West Atlanta. So without further ado, please enjoy. Posted in the cut just like a rook, just like a rook. I'm posted in the cut just like a rook, like a rook, like a rook, like a rook, like a rook. Stress turns to plastic. Better hate us half bit, try to shred it up, stash shit Only at the range where I'm known to blast it Killer competitors, self-esteem on average No heart like bitch, they ooh, no savage Mo, bring this some cabbage, real people loving the flow So only busters up, tempted fashion, switch it brown But no hashing the flow, pro doing things that you can't imagine Still dumping back wood, blunt guts in trash bins Yeah, I'm up, but remember when they was laughing Saying I can't blow, you must not know the lyrical progress I've shown Now we shoot documentaries on drones CB chain colder than the freezer at Cold Stone Came a long way, uh, trapping cross from Ozone Like a rook, like a rook I'm posted in the cut, just like a rook Just like a rook, just like a rook Just like a rook, just like a rook Okay, okay, okay 
So I get okay. to Atlanta at five o'clock in the morning on the Greyhound, and my grandmother picks me up, and I spend time with my grandparents uh, briefly, and you know my grandma's feeding me and and everything. I see around twelve o'clock noon my friend Reynard outside, so I step out and I'm like, "Hey, what's up, bruh? And he was like, "Oh no, who is that? Who is that?" And I'm like, it's me, man. It's, it's uh, he was like, man, it's Nicholas, man. Where you been, man? You been in, man? You been in Pensacola so long, man. Hey, this is my homeboy, Nicholas. And I was like, well, actually, I go by Jeremy now. And then he's like, ah, oh, whatever, whatever, man. Your name Nick, man. We going with Nick. So everybody, this is Nick. Everybody's like, so do you go by Nick or do you go by Jeremy? And I'm like, uh, guess Nick. <laughs> so we're walking around the neighborhood. And the first thing Renard says to me, he was like, hey, man, you need a girlfriend? I got a girl down the street I'll hook you up with right now. She got a big booty. And this girl's name was Kiana. And so we walk around pretty much for, you know, hours talking, catching up. I meet other people in the neighborhood, Pierre. Uh, I meet a few other people. I can't remember exactly who was there when I first initially you know reunited with my homeboy and um so we're walking and then renard is supposed to go meet kiana at the stores at the top of the neighborhood that we call up top uh on campbellton and county line and she's with her friend named precious who is known for writing and scamming and bouncing fake checks and we call her the guest sheet because she has every guy that she's ever dealt with tattooed on her body so it looks like a sign-in sheet so we refer to her as the guest list and uh so we're walking up and then we meet uh kiana's sister and then you know she introduces me to kiana with Raynar, and then i guess it was assumed that i was supposed to be automatically trying to court kiana but it didn't really work like that but next day I'm talking to Reynard. Reynard's not in school, so I can talk to him all day. He lives next door. And he was telling me how he just got this girl named Cookie's number from the high school. And Cookie was in 11th grade. And Reynard was 18 at the time. I was 16. And then I think Cookie was 17. And so he said he had taken her to see Final Day's Destination three times. And at one point we were sitting in Pierre's basement after I had met him and they were talking about how Reynard got played by this girl named Starina and how Cookie will probably do the same thing and he was like no that's not gonna happen and I'm oblivious because I don't know who any of these people are and it was in this setting that they first brought up Duke and methods that duke would use to get girls and i had heard a lot about this guy but had not met him yet so you know i had ran away from home so i couldn't necessarily go to school immediately when i got there uh i was actually out of school for like three months until i got a guardianship uh you know from my grandparents to enroll me in school uh but my mom ended up giving a limited power of attorney and i was able to get in so i start school 
now you know I, I walk into school Kiana's in class with me on my first class so that was cool I knew somebody talked to her for a little bit and after school Kiana was saying that oh Reynard and Cookie want to meet us at the mall at Chick-fil-a in the food court and that's where we headed so I'm like okay cool so I head over there and me and Kiana, Renard, and Cookie. Now it seems like it was supposed to be a double date, but it wasn't that by far. And this actually happened, I want to say, three days in a row where we met at Chick fil A after school in Greenbrier. So here's the funny thing Renard is with Cookie, they're not really saying that much to each other. Me and Kiana are not really saying that much to each other. Um, and on the first day, this guy comes up whispers something in Cookie's ear and she tells Reynard she's gonna go leave with this guy and go smoke with him and I must add that at this moment none of us smoked weed in my core group of people none of us smoked weed at all and so he was dealing with a smoker and you know he's never really smoked weed like that so it's, he's never really um, had to deal with situations where he smokes with his girlfriend so she leaves and this guy like you know grabs her butt in front of him and he acts like he doesn't see it and this happens with another guy the second day and then a different guy the third day so i'm like bro you gotta watch this chick man something something's like going on and so i would be with reynard and luda and the rest of the crew and we would go to the flea market sometimes to get clothes because that's where you can get the name brand stuff and then i would see cookie when i'm there if even if reynard wasn't with us sometimes we skip school um i would see cookie there with another guy multiple guys and then she'd have this friend with her named shay that everybody knew because she was like the big booty judy of the 11th grade back in the day but she looked like a horse i mean she was super ugly and so some things happened and Reynard ended up dumping, I mean, excuse me, Cookie ended up dumping Reynard saying that he didn't make enough money for her. He only took her to the same movie and he didn't have any, I guess, swag. So he felt a certain type of way about that. Now, meanwhile, we're in school and I meet this guy named Moses and the way I met Moses is there's a basketball court in the back of my grandparents house uh like lay concrete gold and everything and so a lot of people you know we would play back there so i'm with reynard this one day and you know see moses walking up the street with a cd player and he's like oh that's my boy moses man he a fool with that basketball so reynard calls moses over and then you know we start playing and then so i was you know crossing doing my thing you know dribbling tight you know and Moses kept trying to like talk trash to me. He was like, man, you sorry, man. It's stupid, man. Like just just making these comments. Like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, this dude don't even know me. We just playing the game. But I let it brush off. And then after the game was over, I told Renard, I was like, I don't like that guy. And I and I and I I really feel a certain type of way about how he's disrespecting me. So I'm telling Renard this, and Renard is like, no, 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 no. Don't don't mess around and do that he has a lot of relatives and a lot of friends here and then you'll get jumped or shot or shot at man it's atlanta man you can't do like you would do in pensacola how you would run up on everybody it's not like that here 
so I listen to what he says and then like I have to be around this guy sometimes and then I'm just I'm not really big on fakeness so I just it was very obvious that I didn't like him and and that this meantime you know Reynard had revealed to me that he was like in love with Kiana and we would go down there her house was kind of like the hangout like everybody would go play spades and then uh, Joe and Randall lived across the street so we played basketball and then you know Keanu talked to us outside and things like that well she would come to us sometimes and say that Moses beat her and beat her up and stuff like that and you know she had become pretty close to me I mean we weren't like together or dating or anything but she was mad cool like we were just cool she was like one of my homegirls and then I was like, man, this guy's beating up on my own girl. So I felt a certain type of way then too. But Raynard was like, nah, just let it go. Whatever, that's their business. And um, so one day I'm just talking. I'm, I'm kind of drunk, I think. And then I uh, see Moses walking down the street. And I was just telling Raynard, I was like, man, I am not like that guy. Raynard was like, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And the ego in me jumped up and just approached Mills. was like, hey, I heard you was talking a mess about me, bro. What's up then? What's up? And he was really shocked and, you know, long story short, nothing really happened, but Reynard was like, all right, look, man, I got to go to work the next day and uh, I have to go. He said, I have to go to work tomorrow. Do not go to the park until I get home. So I'm like, whatever, man, whatever, whatever. Go in the house. So the next day I'm in school, regular. Um, after school, I see Moses up at the school talking to one of the people that rode the bus with me and i never really said anything to this guy that rode the bus i mean i just see him all the time his name was travis and i get to the neighborhood and then luda was telling me he was like they, they probably gonna try to jump you at the park or something i'm like man whatever so the first thing i do is i get off the school bus and walk right up to the park there's nobody up there i go home heat up a hot pocket change my clothes uh put this big jacket on uh, cause it was cold outside, it's like March and proceed to go walk to get this other guy that we know named Big B, um, in the neighborhood. And there's multiple Big B's in the story, but this is the one from Ben Hill. So I tell him what's going on and he's like, oh no, one thing I got in this neighborhood, buddy, is rank. Nobody's going to touch you, this, that, and the third. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, at least I know he got my back. So I thought. So we're walking up the street and then we pass the park. Now all of a sudden the park is deep. There's so many people at the park. Uh, there's Duke, there's Moses, there's uh, got Mario, Travis, Vine, uh, Tyree. I mean there's so many people at the park. It's more than that that I can even name. So we're walking down by the park and Big B sees everybody. He's like, oh, hold on. Let me, let me go down there and say what's up to everybody. Now, I just told this guy that the people that are down there are supposedly planning on jumping me. So, he goes down there, and I'm, I'm left with two decisions. I can keep walking, or I can walk down there to show that I'm not scared of anybody. So, I walk down the steps. And I get there, and I see, I dap everybody that I know, and I see Moses, and I'm like, and he, he says to me, Oh, so you saying you chomped me off last night, Sheldon? And I'm like, hell yeah, what you gonna do, what's up? You know, in a, in a rated G kind of sense. And uh, he was like, it's all right, I'm just gonna let bruh handle you. So, I'm like, whatever. And I sit down, mistake, I would admit. 
I sit down and then this guy's like looking at me, cracking his knuckles, gritting his teeth. And I'm looking at him like, what you looking at? What you going to do? And he's like, what? 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 I said, yeah, that's what I thought. So he swings on me. So now we're up and we're tussling, up and we're tussling, up and we're tussling. And so I noticed that he kept trying to slam me. And my experience from football is, you know, dealing with people that were bigger than me is that, you know, I could let you slam me as long as I get you in a headlock and your head hits the ground first. So like he keeps, that's his strategy. He keeps trying to slam me. So because he's way bigger than me at the time. And um, I grab his head, boom. Boom. I let him I let him slam it like three times. Boom boom. So now he's dizzy and he's tired. So I get up and I take my jacket off. And uh before that, let me say this, before that, this is where this is where the slamming start happening. Uh I landed a couple of punches and then I got him up against the uh the batting cage and then I heard people was like, Oh man, he holding him. Oh he holding him. I let go so I could be have the rank of I beat him straight hand to hand. And that was a mistake. So that's when the slamming started. And so then, gun, Moses Brothers, like round two. So I take my jacket off. Boom. I hit this crazy hook, wild hook. I swear I missed by like, like a quarter of a centimeter. It was like a hair away from cracking this guy's chin. And he falls back. And I, it's just tunnel vision. I just go for him. Next thing you know, bop, bop, bop. I just get hit from all sorts of different angles and I'm like whoa what happened so my first thing is I can't even see who hit me people are closing in on me I just decide to go straight for Moses so I go straight for him just get hit and I get up like this happens like four or five more times and then like the last time they did it like the fifth time like they all kind of jumped on me and then stomped my head in the sand so I get up I can't really see clearly like it's three of everybody at this point you know I, I just everything's woozy and i'm still coming for this guy moses and they just kind of block this guy and i just go on this rant and start talking trash and then they were like man this guy crazy man I, i'm not messing with him man he's uh i'm tired man what are y'all gonna have to go fight it was like and then they were like moses all right you can just go fight him now man we done did the work for y'all you got to do is just to put your finger on his forehead and knock him over he's done and he still didn't want to do nothing and then so the ogs are looking at me like how five people jumped this guy he's still up and he's still okay and then i remember his brother just was so disappointed gun was so disappointed in moses for not doing anything that he just left and so i go around the corner and i have sand all in my hair uh i, I run into luda and johnny who had just arrived at luda's house and i'm with big b and i'm like Hey man they just jumped me man and he was like and i'm laughing about it and they're like stop lying man i'm like you see the sand on my head see the knot they jumped me bro he was like you ain't acting like you just got jumped i don't believe you so baby was like yeah man i tried to hold everybody back but you know they just they just jumped on him man it was out of my control and so we we go up top and then i see moses up there again so i try to run at him again like they just get in front of this guy and and block him and then he's looking at them like, hey man, handle this dude, man, handle this dude. And I'm looking at this guy like, man, these guys, this guy's really, he just doesn't want to fight me, man. Like, so I let it rock. And then I get to school. And then like all of a sudden, like people are coming up to me like, hey, I heard they jumped you. 
And I'm like, yeah, he was like, man, that's messed up, man. You don't even be saying nothing to nobody. It's all right. And this big guy who was very, very, very notorious for having multiple shootouts, even as a teenager, huge guy, another 20-year-old in the 10th grade or 11th grade or whatever grade he was in, he comes up to me. He's like, yeah, they, they jumped yesterday. I was like, yeah, he's like, swing on that nigga Mario, man. Swing on him after fifth period. I'm serious. So I'm like, what? So, I mean, nothing happens that day other than someone comes up um, to me outside my locker and says the same thing to me. And then now you got the people that jumped me sitting on the floor in front of my locker, like across the hall from my lockers, like in front of other lockers. And then this one guy's like, hey, man, you still got beef for Moses? I said, yeah, why? What's up? He was like, all right, well, look, swing, swing on him again after school. We all going to be there. And I swear, like, this crowd of, like, 15 more people that I've never seen before I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to the park. Well, I'm going to the park to watch this today. And then I was like, so what, y'all going to jump me? What? And, he, and then everybody started laughing. So long story short, you know, I see Moses about a week later in the morning as I'm walking to the bus stop and I see him I'm like yeah what's up bro and so then he immediately pulls out his phone is like hey man the dude just said something to me man swing on him and then like walks like he didn't run but like, he walked away like really 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 fast and I'm like man this guy right here and then Reynard had told me he had warned me about what was gonna happen if I fought this guy so I was I was very aware because the next step was guns were to come in to play because if you beat somebody up people don't like getting knocked out and then they'll shoot you i mean this this is atlanta and i realized i was crazy in pensacola and had that reputation but people in atlanta are crazy if not crazier than pensacola so i'm like all right so i had to kind of just take a l on that and then about two weeks later after the fight I got transferred to another fifth period class and I'm in class with everyone who jumped me. situations and not understanding your what people think about you like understand like when you're new somewhere I was new at mad different schools growing up in my youth you know my childhood I went to mad different elementary schools I went to four different high schools I went to three different middle schools like I was always a new guy when you're new and people haven't seen you before and they've been on their regular routine everybody's looking at you and talking about you and assessing you based on whatever they feel at that moment what, what you look like how you carry yourself and like you know, somebody decide whether or not to try you off rip, just how you look. Like, you know what I mean? Just just how you carry yourself, like, you know? So, my thing is, there's a lot of people who are weak who have to carry guns and stuff. All you, and like, you know, they, they feel like they skinny and stuff like that, and they gotta work out. Man, let me tell you, man, go learn karate, because if you sitting around selling weed and busting checks, and, you know, you hustling, and you doing illegal stuff, and, you know, you doing stuff under the table, and you just, you know, whether it's, it's DVDs or clothes or... You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the knockoffs, like, like, like whatever you're doing is illegal that can get you locked up. You know what I'm saying? And in the long run, statistically, you know, you and however much money you make, unless you do something that you should be working on now, that's the exact same model of what you're doing. Even if you build successful, it's like you got to be able to work 
in a way to where you can work in a direction that's upward and then you don't have to face no roadblock about what you the whole thing you've been doing anyway that's a false business model that's stupid i mean if you think about it if you really just say it to yourself like why are you selling weed right now why are you doing that why are you selling dvds like look up how to invest in real estate with no money look up wholesale real estate you know what i'm saying look up how to make money online you know but well, look up the top 10 ways to make money online that's not a scam look up look, look up all that i got scammed online before you know what i'm saying like it, it, it's it's real like but i got somebody just uh, sent me the deposit check i never got got with no I'm a Ethiopian guy with thirty million dollars. Can you send me something? I want to pay the taxes. Step back, step back. Give me arms, distance, cause one of my steps could increase the reach. Air in me, free in working on the beach. Had to move the ganja outside to get heat. My own name, brand shoes is on my feet. Money on the rise, kinda like each cheap. Is he a beast? I don't know. Rose gold on me. I just saw equity in a perverse stock today at three. Flexing with the cap, MMP, MP. Well, the latter can't qualify of the paper without the Piece of paper still will be a lawyer like yeah now or later never tell the tall tales you decided not to plan so you just might fail in places I excel shipping dropping packages when I'm sending all the mail now I'm just doing everything that I want to now doing everything that I want to now I'm just doing everything that I want oh, just doing everything that I want oh yeah and doing everything that I want okay yeah. doing everything that I want oh my You and your acquaintance Pat are walking down the street when you meet an older couple with a bag of money. The older couple makes you the following offer. We wish to give you two $100,000 if you can decide how it should be divided between the two of you in the next three minutes. You say, so Pat, what do you say? How about $50,000 each? But to your dismay, Pat answers, gee, I'm really sorry, buddy, but my mother needs an expensive operation, so I'll take $80,000 and you can have $20,000. I won't settle for anything less. What do you do? Do you insist on an even split and get nothing or take the $20,000 and be happy? Lifestyle derives from choices we make over time. So, how can you make choices to gain the lifestyle you desire? This is easy, simple formula. Based on the first part, your thoughts, which are positive or negative, your desires, your wants or your needs, and your beliefs. What do you think is good or bad or right or wrong? These are the factors that make up your choices. Now, when we make choices, that leads to judgment. And judgment from others is derived from the choices we make. Now, there are three stages of thought. There's your actual self. This is the person that you actually are that you might not want to face just yet. 
There's your ideal self, the person that's always in conflict with your actual self and who you're striving to be, and your social comparison. These are the factors of judgment, how you compare yourself to everyone else. Subscribe now, The Nick Franklin Method, the podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Complete the project, complete the project, complete the project. Complete the project. Complete the project. Complete the project. Yeah, check the hat. Executive producing podcast. IG contest that's pipeline. Through a blast. What I put people on at last increase. My shoe, my stash. Invest in the put option bug for the crash. Getting algebra, my favorite math. Even when I was in class, I used the shortcuts to pass. Plus selling steady guys to the suckers that tried to sleep with the skies. Been seeing what they see the player high under their hoodie that's turned on the inside. Hoping it doesn't skip. Plus the track number five is way too loud. Swimming through the lines. New tropic vision, my four eyes. Do who detrimental to the progress always mean they demise lyrically. No, was flipping burgers on McDonald's stove when I was 15 years old. Too cold, y'all have the same story, and it's played out at all. Do when I was 17, I had to drop out of school, but I went back to New York and made my moves. I just went back to New York and made my moves. Complete the project, complete the project, complete the project, complete the project. Complete the project, complete the project.